Feel that? Tell us when to go. That's it. That's it right there. Ready to go. Hyphy. It's like the third time I've used that word in my life. <laughs> All good. of them have been tonight. That's it. This is Dunk You Very Much, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk You Very Much is Taiwan's number one NBA podcast recorded in English. Uh, or Chinese. Or Chinese. We're, we're, we're firing some shots. That's Who a, wants us? That's a big one to go at, man. I'm, I'm, we're going at it. All right, cool. Well, my name is Sam Yarbs. This uh, with me as always, my co-host. Von Ryan. There we go. There we go. Uh, and there's been some big NBA news, seismic changes in the league, shaking up the landscape of the league, especially for my favorite team coming out of Boston right now, the Kyrie Irving trade. We're talking Kyrie Irving trade today. Sam, you want to talk about it for a while and just share our thoughts? Maybe we could just like spout randomly off the top of the head to anything that comes to you. And just like rant about things that we think are interesting or not? Yeah, with no planning whatsoever. Nah. Fuck that. This is Dunky very we, much. We got some hot takes. Yeah, we didn't get to be number one for no reason. Yeah, Actually, we're we number for one no for a reason. reason. Yeah, because there's no, there aren't any others. <laughs> That's we're the reason. Legitimately number one for no reason, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're hanging on to the crown. We're hanging. We're holding on to it tonight. We're coming at you. Uh, what we've done, we've each sat down and prepared uh, three takeaways from the Kyrie Irving trade. Kyrie Irving traded to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic. Ante Zizic. Ante Zizic. And the 2018... Pronounce movement. The 2018... How can you pronounce hyphy movement rappers' names but not Ante Zizic? Brooklyn Nets, because I don't want to ever learn his name. The 2018 Brooklyn Nets first round pick. Holy shit, that's a big pick. Finally, Danny Ainge letting off one of his treasure chest of first round picks. Hey, hey, you're ranting. You're talking. We're not, we're, big this ones. is not a talking conversation. This is a hot take. That's hot takes. All right. That's hot React take. React and respond. So, Sam, yeah. give us your first hot take on this trade because we're not just here to ramble. We got some hot takes. We want to share our three takeaways. You're kind of rambling each. about how we don't have, how we're not going to yeah, ramble. Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling about how we're not <laughs> rambling. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 did, be did I mention that? Or hyphy critical. So let me tell you a story. <laughs> One time I was telling my friend, my, my friend Jason, you, you know Jason? Oh, yeah. So Jason's a really good guy. He's yeah, Jason. English Jason. He, he never rambles. <laughs> Jace Tease, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, your tenders firing off in the background. Um, all right, let, let's. People have already stopped listening. Let's get let's get them back on track. For those of you still with us, uh, we're gonna go back and forth with three takes on the Kyrie Irving move. What we think about it. And my first takeaway. Not what we think about, like statements and or questions. Statements and or questions. <laughs> Important clarification. Yeah, what we think about is rambling. We're, we're not rambling. <laughs> statements and or questions. Uh, my first statement uh, about this. My first thought coming out of this is that. Isaiah Thomas's departure from the Boston Celtics is sad, yeah. but it happened at the right time. Ooh. It happened at the right time. Because this was, in my opinion, not going to get prettier in the future. Sam and I have not compared notes at all. We have not talked about this before, and that is one of mine as well. Okay. Is that my, my One of my points was that this is dodging a bullet. This is the Celtics didn't want to pay him five years. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start with why it's sad. Let's start with why it's sad. Okay, start. Start with why it's sad. Why it's sad. Only you can talk about that. Isaiah Thomas was approaching a level of 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 belovedness within Boston that Hero. few Boston athletes have. He loved it. I mean, 
this is a city that, I mean, they're renaming a street after David Ortiz right now, and it wasn't out of the question to put Thomas in the same breath as Ortiz. You know, obviously Ortiz meant a lot more over a longer period of time. Bird, Mikhail, Manny Ramirez. Who, two days after Kurt his sister's Schilling. tragic passing, comes out and plays in the opening round series for the Boston Celtics. Later on in that same playoffs, goes on to drop 53 against the Washington Wizards, dealing with this, um, I believe, just after having returned from his sister's service. Incredibly tragic. He was absolutely beloved. A guy who had been kind of cast off from, from Sacramento in a, in, in a strange way. A guy who never was appreciated enough in Phoenix. Seemed to have finally found a home. Was embraced. He was the number one jersey sales in the city. The kids loved him. The king in the fourth became the popular meme. Um, he was absolutely beloved in Boston. His departure is definitely sad. Yeah. But... Sports are cold. Sports are cold, man. It's and this cold, was going to be bad either way. It wasn't going to be good. This is, you have something bad coming up. And we've all felt it. We've all been in a job or relationship or some commitment where we know something bad is coming up. Where it's like, go. <laughs> you know you have to like commit a little bit more. And the Celtics knew that if they had Isaiah Thomas for one more year, they're probably going to have to commit to this this contract, and the contract's going to be big, yep. and, and it's going to be five years, and it's going to go till Isaiah Thomas is 34. 34 years Which old. is the same age as the GM of the Cavaliers, Kobe Altman, who <laughs> trade, traded for him, and I think I think the Celtics, they just they dodged a bullet. Like, it, it, okay. it, it sucks because he's really good, but, like, you don't want to pay him that much money, and... Yeah. I really think they just they got out of that bad relationship. They quit that bad job. They yeah. quit a, t- a toxic situation because this contract was going to end up being bad. Absolutely. And if you hang on to him for a year on a really good contract, mm-hmm. you lose him for nothing. Either you tie him to a bad contract mm-hmm. or you lose him for nothing. They Absolutely. got something. Absolutely, yeah. Let's look. Let's let's break it down mathematically. Let's do a little game yeah. theory right now. I'm You're playing game theory, all right? right. So here's I'm the, GTO all day, man. Game theory optimal. Game theory optimal all day, every day. All the, day here every are day. the possible outcomes for Isaiah Thomas staying on the Celtics. The possible outcomes are a number one, he is signed to a max five year extension, the super max. Boston gives him everything they've got. That way, we're paying him through, like you already mentioned, please, 34 years old, a a, a you know a five foot ten point guard who's a, who's a defensive liability into his past his prime into his 34 years. So he has no league. more athletic ability. And he's, and he's clogging up that max spot on, on the on the sheet. Another, another option would that, be... That um, would sink your ship. That the, would sink your ship. Absolutely. I, I think... Do, I think do you would, agree that I that would, that would sink your ship? I think you that, have no titles during you cannot five clog years. up. You can't clog up that much, that much cap space. I mean, the way the league currently looks, I don't see them winning a title in that situation. Um, the second option would be something that I've, we've talked about on the podcast before and, uh, and Zach Lowe and others have mentioned is that given the, uh, the reduction in the salary cap level and the lack of space that players might be, have to end up signing for less because the money just isn't there. And Boston being confident that maybe they could bring Isaiah Thomas back on a lower number. Now you've got an unhappy Isaiah Thomas in there, a guy who's always perpetually a chip on his shoulder. And you still have the same problem where he is your starting point guard for this foreseeable future. Last year, he was absolutely magical. Top 10 offensive efficiency. Is that replicable going into... This is not a guy who avoids contact. He gets hit. He goes down. He had hip injuries. He had other injuries. He's 28 going on 29. 
and even at less money, like it, it's 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 a tough sell. Or what happens is, like you just said right there, he walks and the and the Celtics get nothing. I mean, another potential could be a trade, but is any trade that you have down the line going to be better than getting Kyrie fucking Irving right now? I mean, I think this was the best case scenario for what we could get out of Isaiah Thomas. I think, I think Zizic and the pick are vastly overrated. Not Zizic, don't give a fuck. But <laughs> the pick is very overrated. I, I think the Isaiah Thomas, I, I predicted about a month ago on this podcast to a very unpopular response by you, <laughs> that I think Thomas is not going to get anywhere close to the max on the open market. I said, yeah. I said two years 40 or three years 45. That's, that, that was my prediction on mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah. I said he is not going to get the max because no one is that stupid. But mm-hmm. there's always stupid teams. and I, It I can, only I, takes I, one asshole, yeah. I, I, I can be proven wrong very easily. It only takes I, one asshole, for sure. I, I thought that... Probably the Celtics were offer him like two two years forty. Yeah. And maybe they negotiate to like two years, forty three or something. But like yeah. I, I I didn't think the five year was ever actually in play because it it just doesn't make sense for. It wouldn't a be aligned with what the moves Danny Ainge has yeah, made. Yeah. To, it, to it'd be really ridiculous. Why max out this guy? It would have been a very very sentimental move. And if there's one thing we learned from this Kyrie trade, is that Ainge is not <laughs> there a is sentimental. No love. He is not a sentimental Danny motherfucker. Ainge got zero love. Though to be fair, like he traded Kyrie, he got what I would say is the best time. And um and you know you, you gotta you can't take away what he got back in return. But he sent Kyrie to uh, he sent sorry he sent um Thomas to a great place. He gets to play with King James. He gets to play with LeBron James. He gets to. He's still. He's not going to a bottom feeder. He's still going to be in play. Absolutely, you know, top playoff contention. You know, he's not going to a desperate losing team. He's not getting traded to fucking Phoenix or something like that. You know, he is going to, you know, the best team with the best player in the Eastern Conference. Whether they're the best team, we'll see. It's going to be interesting in the Eastern Conference this year. I hate um, to always bring it back to relationships, but this is the thing I know the the most about. Yeah. And it's it's like if you are like with a, a girlfriend and she she really likes you and she she loves you and you're the best, but you're not right for me. Mm-hmm. And she's she's gonna upgrade, but she can get you to a better. She can get you to her friend. Uh-huh. You know that softens the blow. This is good. Oh yeah, okay. Like, I, I see. I was like, where are you going? I, I didn't get where you're going with that, but I like that. Yeah. Oh. And this has happened to me before. Like yeah. I, I've. Came home with two girls to my apartment, mm. and I came home with one girl, and we're we're going at it, and and her her ex boyfriend called or some some shit came up, mm. and she's like, you know, like uh, you, I like you, but like you you're better off with my w- with my friend. Yeah, who and also happened to be in the apartment, so your friend must have thought so yeah. too. Yeah, so you're also she also thought you were better off with her, so that's great. It hurts, but like. Your friend's on deck. Your friend yeah. was literally just waiting on deck. Like, yeah. there was I didn't plan any like entertainment. There was, I feel no, like there was a, no reason for her to like hang out. <laughs> I feel like that was a tortured analogy for humble brag about bringing two girls home. But I'll let you get right the last slide because thank you very much. We're it, generous with that. Young Matt the Dick Slinger is gonna do his kind of so. It wasn't at all. But I'm just saying like it softens the blow. Absolutely, exactly. And so. He's gonna land on his feet, you know. He's he's gonna do well, which is exactly what you say about the girl. <laughs> yeah. like, he's just gonna be okay, fine. Yeah. My scenario: the first girl was hotter than the second girl. Like I, mm-hmm. I downgraded. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't happy about it, but it was like, 
Oh, you, there's a second girl right there. And he's still right. gonna get I, I, paid. He's still gonna get and paid. And I was Maybe still not. gonna get laid. And like it was there you go. still gonna, it was still gonna work out. <laughs> it not be that supermax. He's he's still gonna get paid. It's very very I, sad. I, I still think. Okay, now I think even more. He's not going to get paid. No way. Well, I, think, I think. I don't think he's getting supermax. I don't think he's getting max. But I think he's gonna get money. He's two years money. forty, three years forty-five tops. I will yeah. bet you this. I bet you this. There's no four-year. Four-year, hundred million dollar contract. I mean, no outside way. the supermax, you're not no seeing way. those four-year deals thrown around anyway. So no I'd, I'd agree with you absolutely. Three-year max, for sure. Yeah, the numbers you have to I, see I where the 45. cap comes in. I mean, maybe the NBA goes and has an amazing playoffs where where, where we get seven-round series up and down, and and, and the TV revenue swells. I, I still think and he's the cap not goes it. up. You know, this, this, this I think he's too chances. old and too small and too unathletic. We'll I, see I how he plays in uh, in Cleveland. Typically, playing less. But LeBron James has has been good for players, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not playing for. But Stevens has also been good for play. It's gonna be really fascinating to see. It's gonna be really interesting. But I think we're we're getting off on a little IT thing going on I, that, I, down that way. I mean, I think he's the most interesting part of it because I always thought IT was overrated. I he is the worst point guard defensive rating in the NBA, and out of all 427 players yeah. who have played in the NBA this year, so we're talking about like, you know, like non-guaranteed contracts and like multi-10-day contracts he is the fifth worst of all players to ever play we're talking about like my cousin i think my dad had a 10-day contract with dallas (laughs) all these players he is the fifth worst defensive rating of everyone and of point guards he's the number one worst defensive rating this is the thing like you have to play both sides like you, you can't just score on one side and give it, yeah, a lot and of give people, it up on one side. A lot of people are making this equivalence argument with uh, with Kyrie and Thomas about, we well, you know Kyrie, Kyrie's also, better. he gives it up on the defensive end. Kyrie doesn't have a great defensive rating. But what you just mentioned is Thomas is historically bad he's defender. He's historically bad. Kyrie is a season-by-season bad, bad he's, defender. He's hard and bad. He's hard and bad. He's, he's not effort bad, but he he's physically large enough and fast enough to play defense if he could get engaged and has a coach who would, who would be interested in getting him to be engaged and, 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 you know, maybe doesn't have a LeBron James covering for some of those deficient. But somebody had this tweet. I'd, um, I don't remember the name of the other guy who tweeted that was absolutely hilarious. If the if they meet in the finals and the Cavaliers and, and Golden State are playing and they run where the defensive pairing is a Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas pick and roll, that should be considered a war crime. That should be, <laughs> that should be immediately brought up to the hog. That's like a... That's, that's, yeah, that's absolutely, and Smith. Uh, I mean, yeah, you think about... And, and, okay, let's look at defensive point guard lineups. Who's Isaiah Thomas's backup in Cleveland? Derek Rose. Derek Rose. And who's backing him up? Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon. Jose. Jose El Matador himself. El Matador, yeah. I mean, it is... Uh, He's waving the red flag. It's definitely the worst uh, the worst defensive setup in at the point guard position. But, um, Just yeah. not like it. Yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're both on point with that one. The same thing. Uh, Isaiah Thomas' departure is set. And let me say one thing. I watch these games from abroad. Um, if you're living in Boston and listening to this and you've been there the whole season in Boston and you've been going to the games and seeing it, I know that's much different than watching it on TV. You know, I've, I've lived in Boston myself. I'm, you know, I'm from that area. And I watched Czech Republic play United Arab Emirates today. So today, I, yeah. I, know what, yeah. I know what it's like. Well, no, what I'm, I, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm disassociated for I'm, I'm sure that this is harder for people who are in Boston. I, I feel like the distance has given me a little bit of that Danny Ainge coldness, oh, a little bit of that yeah. lack of empathy that distance where i'm not too worried about it um and uh, and honestly this the excitement for getting Kyrie has been a big 
Uh, big panacea for that as well. So anyway, that's my first take, Matt. Do you want to? Uh, I think we might so, have doubled up on one there. So would you like to hit me with what? Um, what do you think about it? What's your next? What's your take? So yeah, I I just loved the avoiding the situation. This is like the biggest thing. Is not is not the players or anything. I just I love avoiding the situation. Like yeah, you have something bad coming up. You have to pay the you have, because he's such a beloved player. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to stick on him, but like, he's such a beloved player yeah. that you have to pay him. And he's worth pay, more to the Celtics than he is to any other team. Yeah, and by trading him, you you relieve yourself of this decision. And, and that's right. an amazing thing. Like, that's amazing. something we all struggle with. Everyone listening to this right now, we all struggle with this. We all have a job that we don't like. Sam, my, 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 my main man, Sam, always offers me a job with a lot more money and I always save for my job with lower money. If, if I just win for it, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I could just get this job. I just transfer my visa. But yeah. like, you know, like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to give it up and it's hard to, yeah. it, it's hard to reach your full potential because you, you want to hang yeah. on to something else. Yeah. You want to hang on to that? You want, you want to be, you want to be there? No, I agree with that. And um, yeah, absolutely. I think making that move now is, is the way to go. That, that's it. Just avoid the hard situation. Yeah. So Sam, Bam! I got I got a take for you, my friend. Yeah. Why didn't the title odds change? Why didn't the title odds change? Before and after the trade, the title odds have stayed the same. They stayed the same. Cleveland Forever. and Boston mm-hmm. have stayed the exact same. Why didn't either one of them change? I think because people. I mean, I'm guessing now what the betting market is seeing, and I think what the betting market is seeing is that Boston has upgraded at point guard in exchange for sacrificing some depth whereas Cleveland has slightly downgraded point guard but added another defender who can space out LeBron James rest I think that's huge I think Jay Crowder is huge and I think the reason we talk about for Cleveland I think from the Boston end why people are looking at this is a team that's only returning four players from last year's roster that's crazy so even though I think people would make the argument that I, I I would certainly make the argument that I think Boston has gotten better and I love this move I love Kyrie on this team if you're looking just ahead to next season for the Kyrie is a Celtic man, that is crazy. Is that crazy. is crazy. It I, is I can't crazy. even. It's I haven't processed it yet. And so it's and crazy. Harry, I haven't processed it yet. And, the team, and then you got Horford. I mean, like Horford, like chopped liver now, but like two years ago he was the free agent, or, and that's or why. the second best free agent. Like, and this you, is why you, you have this. You have the best free agent of the past two years. Yeah. Besides, like the. Ultra elite, like I signed a one-year contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those big, the big name guys. And this is a point I actually left off my, my top three, but it was one I wanted to mention to you before because uh, I think that you would agree with me on this. We talked about Horford before in the podcast. This offseason, this is why you give Horford the max. This yeah. is why Horford is a max player. Not because he's averaging 16 and 8. That's not why he's a max player. Because he is a locker room, chemistry, glue motherfucker. Who and you build around him. You can bring back a guy. There's only four players from this roster who were on the team last year, which seems insane. Only four. Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and the other guy. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, exactly. Uh, so those are the only four who are returning this year. And 
you need a, a veteran presence in there. You need an Al Horford, Tim Duncan light, to be that continuity, to be the guy who brings the players together. I guarantee he's the motherfucker inviting everyone out for team dinners, bringing everyone together, getting the rookies involved, getting all these new guys on board, sending out the group text messages and things like that. Al Horford is, uh, is just a gamer, man. He's just a pro's pro. This is why you give him the max for this offseason right now. And that's why he's the first piece that's on board. Um, Hats off to Danny Ainge, man. I think this. I think that from the Sharps' angle, maybe looking from the outside, they see this team's gonna have trouble meshing and coming together. I think it's gonna go well, and I think Horford's a big part of that. You know, but what's your take? Why do you think the title odds haven't shifted? Haven't shifted. Have yeah. not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have not shifted. Yeah, it's surprising. Like you'd think Boston would go up. Like I thought. Oh, now Boston's like clearly the the first team. Yeah. Uh, everyone in the podcast realm has said Cleveland is still the, the main team to beat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before this trade, I said Boston was better than Cleveland. Yeah. They were the number and one team in the East last year, yeah. I, I thought they're they're better. With, with Hayward, I thought they were so much better. Yeah. And now I, I think they're even better. I think now when you add many variables, you have variable outcomes. Like, yeah. you, you just, like, there's a chance, like, Kyrie and Hayward hate each other. You know, like, there's you have this chance. Yeah. And you have the chance that, like, they mesh and they, they crush the Warriors. Nuts, yeah. Four to one. I like, would say both of those are equally unlikely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, and then you have all the scenarios in the middle. But, like, you have a bunch of random scenarios and you've increased your ceiling. I think with, with Kyrie, you've increased your ceiling. And, Absolutely. Man, the East is fun to watch. And right after the trade, you texted me something interesting that the Warriors won the trade. And I was like, man, wait, no, I think I think they didn't because Boston is is more, like, potent. But now that I think about it more, Boston and Cleveland, they might go to seven games. Why Why the Warriors sweep? Well, the Warriors sweep their way there. You know, like, yeah. so, so maybe it helps the Warriors in that sense. Whoever, whoever limps into the finals yeah. is going to face the rest of... Warriors team. So this, this is why I think I, 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 I texted you that, that I think the, the Warriors won, and this is why I do think they win. Because I think that if you just look at it again, let's go game theory. Let's go game theory. I you, love you, game theory. You look at it. You look at it one way. So the Cavaliers make the finals. Mm-hmm. So now the Warriors get to play the Cavaliers without Kyrie. And even though yeah they got the the Crowder giving them rest and stuff. Crowder like is interesting. I think that's a big rest guy during the year, and maybe he gets LeBron a little more gas for those finals stuff like that. But I still think at the end of the day, Kyrie was a proven killer in the finals and uh, I think the Cavs without Kyrie just in those finals are not as good on the alternate hand maybe you get Kyrie and Hayward in the finals but then there's no LeBron James for the Warriors so that's why I think either way the Warriors win either of those Eastern Conference teams that comes out of the East whatever that bloodbath is in the Eastern Conference finals and I think it will be a fucking bloodbath in the finals is uh, I think either team will come out with without the the extra piece that would make the the Warriors nervous. I, the Cavs come out without Kyrie. The Celtics come out without LeBron. I think either way the Warriors say great. I think the 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 Boston picks probably going to be like five to seven. I think Boston's going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. On his Zizic, seven foot center. Like I watched some footage on him today. Mm-hmm. He looks okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Isaiah Thomas have always been. Uh, a pessimist against. Yeah. I think Jay Crowder is going to be the one that hurts the Celtics because mm. if you match against the Warriors, you need you need some defenders. You need someone who can play D. Yeah. Or you match against Cleveland, Jay Crowder plays LeBron. Like 
You lose yeah. that guy. You lost and, your LeBron defender. Okay. Yeah. Can I go to my next point? I'm Absolutely. sorry. I'm going to skip to you. Double up, like, double up, yeah. My third one's very short, so double up. Looking back, would you still trade Avery Bradley? Because this dude is a defensive beast. After he did not win the Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. many point guards and shooting guards around the league, mm-hmm. including CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, yeah. came out and said, this is disgraceful. This guy is the greatest defensive player in the NBA. They yeah. hate to go against him. Avery Bradley's a beast. Absolutely. So, giving up Jay Crowder, who's also a defensive beast, Yeah. now do you look back and do you, do you still like the Avery Bradley trade? I... I do for these two reasons. And yeah. I, I, I totally get your point coming out. I get, one of them was that... There's no point, just a question. Yeah, one of them was that Avery Bradley <laughs> was a... A needed question. <laughs> was a, uh, a, was a, a salary cap necessary move to sign Hayward. To get, uh, yeah, to get Hayward sure. on the team. And, and, uh, and I want Hayward on that team, for sure. So, yes, in that sense. But that loss of defensive identity, for sure. But, so someone's going from the smart Crowder... Bradley spot. I don't think the Pistons... And Thomas, too. Well, just just look at those three. From for the, the guards. For the purposes of signing, of, of signing Gordon Hayward, okay. we were losing Smart, Crowder, or Bradley. You're losing one of them, yeah. One of those three had to go. Detroit Pistons, I don't think, are taking Smart straight up like yeah. that. Um, and and, uh, and then the Cavaliers... Let's say we trade Crowder. I don't think the Cavaliers are taking Bradley. Maybe they would still take Bradley if it was a. Uh, I think they would. 2018 Bradley Thomas. Because Ben Bradley would match up so well against Golden State. Well, he has Boston beat Golden State two years ago during Dude, that 72 win season. I mean, he, they they, they went man. to Golden State and they won a game yeah, there. He absolutely. is a great curry. And so if it's so, if you're asking me straight up in a vacuum, do I wish Bradley was still on the team? Hell yes, I do. But do I wish we hadn't made the trade? I look at it as one because of those Danny Ainge chess moves that got us to where we are, and and right now I'm happy with where we are. I'm so happy yeah, we got Kyrie. Absolutely. That I you know, it's almost like one of those things like I don't want to go back to yesterday because I could get hit by it. You know, like some small butterfly effect thing. Yeah, fuck sure, up, you know, sure, sure. Like that. But yeah, I certainly wish. Well, one thing leads to another. Yeah. So Sam, give me your your second take away from this. My second thing. take is that uh, I think that from the Boston Celtics perspective. Um, from and I'm and I mean from the Celtics side of things, this was the best trade of the off season, the best trade of this wow. of this off season. Because it's also, would you admit that it's also the biggest package for a player? Absolutely, the biggest, the most given up for any. But players. you think it was the best? The best, and I would say, and I would go so far as to say, by far the best. Ooh. Out. Bang bang! We're, we're, we got gunshots. I've, I've seen a lot of coverage. That is, uh, it seems to me the general consensus around this trade has settled around that this was a win-win, maybe even slightly hedging towards a Cavaliers win for the I, trade. I, it, uh, would yeah, you agree? It, Just oh, your perception uh, uh, of the coverage. 100%, 100%. Yeah. It's a win-win, but the Cavaliers won more. That's, the, that's been the perception, right? The coverage generally has seemed, to, has seemed to drift that way, right? That it's been that this is a win-win trade. The Cavaliers found themselves a win-win position. Cody Altman has done almost the impossible. And we went through this, man. We went through this uh, on a podcast just about potential Kyrie landing spots. Um, where we're going. I see that. Take queued up. So, yeah. So, look, let me know what you think about this, man. If you go, go for it. Can I hit it? No, no, no. no. I, thought, I thought you were firing shots. Oh. So, I, I guess I'm... Uh... 
I thought you were queuing up. I thought you were queuing up. I thought you were queuing up your own music. I think this is the best trade of the two thousand uh, of the off season. Absolutely. Uh, I think that Kyrie Irving is a 25-year-old player who's about to enter his prime. These players do not come available. Versus paying Isaiah Thomas. Versus paying Isaiah Thomas. Like, that's yeah. the thing. is like You can't just look at these players like in a vacuum. Like, yeah. like Boston gave up a lot, but like you are getting a younger player yeah. for two years guaranteed, yeah. plus possibly more, versus having to play... A, a player who who might not be worth his I mean, contract. Look, look at what happened when when James Harden was traded. You know, and yeah. I've talked about I talked about Kyrie being a potential James Harden level landscape altering player before, where I think that that in the NBA you don't see these mid twenties just before their prime players moved in the NBA today. They don't move. Yeah, they get locked up. They don't move. Until they finish their max, their you know, their first max contract they sign after their rookie yeah. year, and then they're normally 27, 28. They don't move at this point right now. And the last time they did, we saw it was a player like James Harden. And look what happened. James Harden was the sixth man for that uh, that Oklahoma City Thunder team. Yeah. He was leading their second unit. He was coming off, but he was considered one of those big three. Wow, they're gonna be foundational to the next uh, the next dynasty in the NBA. And when he moved, immediately people started to jump all over Presti for making that dub. Now, obviously. He got nowhere near the level of a package that they gave away for Kyrie. You got Kevin at, Martin. Kevin Martin. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and the rights to uh, who became uh, Stephen Adams. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's fantastic. So, and, and Jeremy Lamb. Remember <laughs> Jeremy Lamb? Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb, the sleepy ad assassin. He, he is a person. No, that, no, literally. He's a person. And Kyrie Irving. Sam is right. Look at Kyrie. He is a player. Look at Kyrie Irving's resume versus James Harden's when he was traded. Kyrie Irving is, you know, a, a, the clutch game-winning shot hitter in the NBA Finals. The starting Sam, point you're killing guard. it, man. You came in researched. Probably one of the best one-on-one players. Like, if you heard Kevin Durant, he was just speaking on the Ringer podcast recently about him being the hardest guy to handle in the NBA, saying if there was a one-on-one competition in the in the Olympics or one-on-one at the All-Star break, That'd be amazing. that the finals would be him versus Kyrie because no one can stop Kyrie. Like, that is his level of... of like individual offensive brilliance. The fact that people aren't falling down that the Celtics acquired this guy at age 25 for a player who they probably didn't want to hang on to that longer anyway. Mm. Another player who we'd already considered in multiple salary dumps slash fictional trades. And a 2018 pick, which we finally got rid of. Like, it is hands down the best trade of the offseason. Celtics, it's, I can't believe Kyrie's on my team. I love it. I'm buying an Irving jersey as soon as I can get my hands on one. Yeah, I'm glad you took the stance because a lot of Boston fans and just the media members are taking it like they paid too much because they compare it to the Paul George trade yeah. and the Jimmy Butler trade and said mm. they paid way too much. But this is this is an amazing trade. The one thing I think, the one thing I hate about the NBA, like I think it's an inefficiency. This yeah. is why I think I'd be a good GM. Is people don't talk about Ant Zizic mm-hmm. and. He was like the 12th pick two mm-hmm. years ago. And then he was a drafted stash. He was signed to his European team. Yeah. So, like, nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing is fucking Nothing's changed. changed. Mm-hmm. He, he was not like, oh, he wasn't ready to come to America. So he was well, in Europe. He did a like, very he, poor he, he, summer he was... league showing. But summer league. Summer league. Okay, well, okay. Short show of summer league. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to use your clip. <laughs> Shots fire. <laughs> okay. Sam's fire, shots fire. Okay. But 
I mean, his like the interesting thing about draft picks is once you draft them, mm-hmm. the value of the draft pick goes down. That's what Cleveland's about to find out. <laughs> once it has a name attached to it, yeah. the value goes down, and it's so interesting yeah. because Ante Zizic is still Ante Zizic. Like he yeah. hasn't changed. Like oh, here's a a super raw European guy with the potential. Yeah. And it's like one year later, like oh yeah, now he's Ante Zizic. Like no, he's yeah. a European dude with a lot of potential. He's a seven foot center, like. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't know what he's gonna be, but yeah. he's young and he's he's gonna bring he's, he's gonna the bring, same guy he was at the twelfth pick. And he's a guy that they, that they probably needed on the team, and honestly, a guy who probably would help fill out our roster pretty nicely because we are thin up front. We're talking about guys might be starting. Who's starting for the Celtics this Super year? Super thin. Okay, can we get to the next one? Yeah, because uh, actually I have four. Yeah. we'll, we'll okay. see how we're doing on time. But I added in one too about my. We can go long. People like it long. Thirty-two. We're good. We're good. We're good. I've never heard a girl complain this too. Okay, so I have. You never. You never. You've never heard a girl complain it's going too long. No, really? it's always. I certainly have. It's always like, can you stretch it out? Can you go a little bit longer? <laughs> I we're just. We just started. I, I certainly have. Has it officially started? It's already <laughs> over. So well, I've heard of that on that end too, but sometimes yeah, whiskey. Cleveland pick. Yeah. What What are they gonna do with it? Because because that's yeah, that's the interesting part right there, yeah. Okay, there's a million variables. Yeah. Let's assume they're gonna trade to make their team better this year. Yeah. What do they use that Cleve what do they use that pick? That Brooklyn pick for? Where do because they... it's projected around the fifth pick. Yeah, it'll be projected around fifth, yeah, and uh and some people you're high on Brooklyn this year, so you you're maybe in the camp, you could put them seven. Higher but like I mean that. yeah, three to seven, like I'm low on Brooklyn. Probably probably about five. Be. Okay. But I mean, still, even even if it's like they're the th- second worst team, yeah. doesn't mean they get the second pick. You know, like there's, yeah, there's a lottery, the lottery to so, involve. Yeah. Let's assume it's the fifth pick. Well, let's assume that Cleveland keeps it. It'll be the number one pick because yeah, Cleveland is a horseshoe sticking out their ass for fucking draft picks. But quick um, loans, then, so yeah. Quicken, quick, quick you never you never lose loaning money to poor people. I used quick. Remember when like Quicken first came out? Like I used Quicken in like 1998 when I was in middle school. Wow. I kept track of like my uh, my my summer earnings on Quicken. It was like they loan you money. No, no, I didn't use the loan. Are you loans, still in debt, Sam? The quick Sam, I got some. Listen to our last podcast, Sam. I got some good unders for some you. Some good unders I can follow up on those? Yeah. I think, yeah, you had the Celtics on under. Fuck you. No, you nah, didn't. You didn't have them. You did, especially not after this trade. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. So if they move him this year, so, I mean, so, with Cleveland, you start with the usual suspects. Carmelo uh, would be the No, nah, but you're the fifth pick. Yeah. Do you think Carmelo is worth the fifth pick? No, but if you're trying to win now for. Uh-huh. I, mean, fifth, I mean, like, a projected fifth pick. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think they can get? What do you think they need? Like, I mean, Carmelo's a good place to start. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what position they'd be weakest at. We're talking about, I mean, point guard defense would be one that they might be looking at. That it might be a team. Uh, I think they I think they would love Avery Bradley. Get Avery Bradley for that for that fifth pick. That be we'll wait for Detroit to tank. Wait for Detroit to tank and then like, flip I mean, that pick. Imagine how great that would be. Like if they had a lockdown, one or two defender, and then they just reunited Bradley Curry. and Crowder. And they the... could just shut down Curry. Like you yeah. know, like they haven't had that. They did. That would be the strategic move. Would be to specifically target a player. Oh, I thought you were taking a line for so. Specifically target a player designed in the short term for that NBA Finals. But I think, I mean, before you can even get to that, is like, what what do you think that they are going to do with that? Barbier. Japanese Japanese Barbier. Cheers, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. 
What do you think they're going to do with that pick? Do you think, that, or can we even tell until we hear from the king? You can't, and I love that Cleveland hedged their bets amazingly well. Yeah. They got a huge haul. They got great players in the short term. Yeah. And prospects in the long term. I love that. But assuming they keep the pick, mm-hmm. the fifth pick in next year's draft, I mean, if it's, if they trade it unprotected, mm-hmm. you know, any lottery pick has the potential to be a top three pick. Yes. So that, that's a... That's a a pretty valuable asset. They could probably get, you know, they could trade uh, Bledsoe for uh, an expiring contract like Channing Frye or mm-hmm. Shumper. Like they could, they could get rid of a bad contract mm-hmm. with this with attach the pick and get a great player back. Yeah, yeah, get a look, get themselves out from under a contract. But but I I think you're right. They need a wing. Uh, one thing I think is interesting is Portland's got. Aminu and Harkless. And these are both amazing 3 and D wings. Amazing. They are amazing. They both shot over 35%. But no, they're really good defenders. And I feel like that's what Cleveland needs. And they I, do I, need more wings. They need more bodies to throw at. They need more bodies who can be on that court in the NBA Finals. And bump and push and just... But do you do that? Do you get rid of that pick if you think LeBron is leaving? If LeBron I mean, if LeBron doesn't tell me I'm he's staying I will keep the pick. You gotta I, keep you I, gotta keep the pick. I, right? I've said this for weeks. Like if if I'm the if I'm Dan Gilbert, mm-hmm. I I say LeBron, are you staying? Yeah. And he says, well, you know, I got my options. And I was like, okay, cool, man. We're trading all your players around you for future picks. For that, future that, picks? That's what I do. Well, yeah, that one hundred percent. That becomes really interesting in the case of the forgotten man, Kevin Love. Like, yeah. what happens to that guy? He's, he's worth something. I mean, yeah, that that that. Tristan Thompson's worth something. Yeah, at that at that contract, he's it's a tough number to move, but he definitely. I mean, I think he's another player. We, uh, talk, we talked about Thomas having more value to the Celtics. I think Thompson has more value to the Cavs because of how particularly well he's been able to do defar- defending certain pick and rolls in the Golden State Warriors series. He's almost more valuable to the Cavs than he is to other teams. Wait, you're saying Tristan Thompson's not valuable to other teams? No, sorry, shots fired. If you can figure out how to use my computer here. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Sam, yeah. shots fired, man. Easy, man. We're just yeah. he's a friendly NBA podcast, man. I don't think so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of interesting things happen right there. So, um, so those are my few questions, Sam. Do you have another one? Yeah, it's uh, not so much a question, just a, just a statement of, uh, of going out on right now, is that... Um, 2017 opening game. Wow, that, that's amazing. The Celtics versus the Cavaliers in Boston. The Cavaliers are going to destroy the Celtics. That's in, my in Boston. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's my prediction. That, that's amazing game. That, that's such a fucking and amazing I, game. And my and my prediction is the Cavaliers are going to d- 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 destroy the Celtics. But what an amazing game. What an incredible story. That's going to be so intense. What a fantastic... Isaiah Thomas walking in the garden. What are the odds that these teams don't meet in the Eastern Conference Finals and they're playing against each other? I mean, it's going to be fucking wild. What a gift the NBA offseason has given us, which is good news because we're on the way to an inevitable Warriors uh, title without a significant injury change in that sense. Uh, I mean... At least, the, the, at least this will be like our mini finals in the Eastern Conference, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer that every team has a percentage 
chance and yep. that it's it's not likely they will realize their percentage chance it's mm-hmm. more likely that golden state will realize their yep. 87 or 82 or 95 whatever the percentage like chance is yeah. yeah whatever the percentage chance is it's more likely they'll realize theirs than the other teams will but i I think it's not even close to 100%. This it's, is Trump's America, and, and, man. And if, Trump's America. Yeah. Anything's possible. Hey, don't, don't Trump me. Don't, don't paint me in this corner, man. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, all the teams actually have a chance, and all the teams have trades to make, and the NBA season's going to be really interesting and, and really... Yeah. What it, has been it, exciting... It's going to be more up in the air, and I, and I hate... I fucking hate when the, the lame-ass pundits and uh, podcast stars... Ooh, I hate... Yeah, fire some shots. <laughs> Bang! We're firing shots. I'm firing shots. I hate when they say, like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter because in the end it's just going to be Cleveland and Golden State in the finals. Like, no, it, it's not going to be that shit. Yeah. Like, odds on favor, yeah, sure, it will be that. And if you're betting money, you should bet that. But there's a very big percentage chance it won't be these two teams. And Well, maybe and maybe that's a, this is maybe a topic for another day, is that I kind of like what the Warriors' dominance has done to this NBA offseason. I can't remember an offseason with this many big-name players making moves. Teams like Houston, Daryl Morey, famous saying, we got to increase our risk profile. Making moves Absolutely. that are, are making these, uh, these kind of shocking out-of-place moves. Seeing teams that are, are far from being willing to sit tight and wait out the Warriors' window of dominance. They're actually kind of loading up and, and going the other way, refusing yeah. to waste their Oklahoma prime players' City. talents. Yeah, and, and making these moves. And so I think... Um, while on the surface it may seem like, yeah, the, the Warriors are still the prohibitive favorites to win, that other teams are, are responding in these kind of interesting ways that is, uh, that's, that's created this ripple effect that's certainly given us lots to talk about. So um, Absolutely. And a lot of people thought the Celtics were going to wait out the Cavaliers. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting they traded together. Well, you have those three Brooklyn picks in a row. You think, all right, this is a team that can build for like 2025. But what I like is that Kyrie is still kind of in that that ballpark, he's that young, window. He's, he's young, young, and he's a stud, and we picked him up. You can have him for 10 more years. We, I mean, I hope, yeah, that's a guy I, I can't wait to throw the Super Max out in two years. I am super yeah, excited max about that. Yeah, max him out. Max him out, and Gordon Hayward, let's see. Like, he's max right now, but, like, in, you know, in in a couple of years, like, he's still going to have value as he ages because he's such an incredible shooter that he's a piece that could potentially be moved later if you see a Jalen Brown becoming a the dominant player. I think Jalen Brown will be our starting two guard this year. Um, and, you know, Tatum, we got to come along. And we still have that other pick from flipping Tatum for uh, the fault spot. So, And um, you guys still have no one at the, at the four and five. So yeah, well, no, we'll end the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, you just, you, I mean, Al Horford's a little offended. You said no one at the four. But uh, Aaron Bynes was fine with your comments about the five. <laughs> so that's all that's good. That's your Kyrie podcast. We gave you something interesting. We're not giving you bullshit. We're not ranting. We give you facts. And statements and questions and hard to And topics. YouTube gunshot sound effects. Bye-bye. Hey, we yeah. fired shots. That's it. All right. Yo, Thank been... you for tuning in. We yeah. love it. We love you guys. It's been Dunky very much. Please uh, cheers. comment on the SoundCloud. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher iTunes. iTunes. Uh, we're on Twitter. Gmail, we're on Facebook. Very we're on much. Instagram. We're going to be on Tinder soon. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, we're uh, on Tinder. Swipe right, please. Swipe right. Give us a super match, motherfuckers. We love you guys. Be well, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Dunky very much. One.